Thanks for listening. This podcast is a ministry of Mariner's Church and everything we do to serve you, our communities, and our global family happens because of your generosity. Your financial support in the month of December is vital as we prepare for the next year of ministry. Everything you give equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in his name. To give now and partner with us, visit marinerschurch.org slash give or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for your generosity and God bless you. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. My name is Linda Vino, and I will be your host for today. Today's devotion is titled Wretchedness. The old versus the new. At what time telephones were tethered to the wall, usually in the kitchen, a little freedom came because the receiver was attached to a long curly cord that allowed movement from the base of the phone, but only as much as the cord could be stretched. The old. Then came the mobile phone, and with it, unlimited movement. We can receive calls while we're in our car, while in the store, or while out walking, or wherever in the world we might be. The new. Even though the cell phone replaced the old tethered phone doesn't mean that the old phones did not serve a wonderful purpose, which was communication. In his letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul is explaining the movement from the old covenant represented by the law of sin and death to the new covenant of life in Christ. When Israel was in Egypt, they were not a nation. They were descendants of Abraham living under the law of Egypt and enslaved by Pharaoh, As Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt under the Lord God's guidance, they arrived in Mount Sinai. Moses ascended the mountain, and there God laid out his governmental, economical, religious, and community rule for the new nation. A people who were not a nation were to become a nation under the covenant with God that promised that he would guide and protect and lead them. The people of Israel promised that they worshiped and obeyed only God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Part of the law was the Ten Commandments found in Exodus 20, and through the Old Covenant of the law, Paul explained that it stirs up sin and death. As we read the Ten Commandments, our sin is revealed. Therefore, Paul asks the question, is the law sin? Paul's answer is an emphatic no. Packer further explains that instead of producing holiness, the law actually foments what it forbids and stirs up the impulse to disobey such that the more a person sets himself to keep the law, he finds himself transgressing it. For example, when someone says to you, don't touch that, your immediate desire is to touch the object that was declared untouchable. Or if someone says, don't look, you immediately want to look. That is why Packer says the law foments sin. The minute we read the 10th commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's, you realize that you secretly desire what someone else has. A new car, a great job, their vacation plans, their house on a hill. It is then that you realize that you are sinning. You want to do what's right, but you are powerless to do so because the flesh desires things of the flesh. In our scripture verse, Paul says, I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. As Packer says, Paul had to bear the bitter experience of being unable to attain the perfection he sought because the law that is required 
was powerless to induce it. You see, according to Galatians 3.24, God's law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith, not in the works of the law. No one can keep God's law perfectly. The law showed the Israelites and us that his law is the standard of his holiness, which no one can attain, which shows us our dependence on God for his loving mercy. But praise God, after Paul wrote Romans 7, he wrote Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you from the law of sin and death. Can I get an amen? How about a hallelujah? The truth is that when God says don't look, he also gives us the power not to look. When God says don't touch, he gives us the power not to touch. That power comes from the Holy Spirit, who does not dwell in temples made of stone, but in every believer. Outside of the power of the Holy Spirit, we are tethered to the constricting wall of our inability to keep the commands of God. But under the new covenant of grace, we are free from the burden of trying to be righteous in our own strength. The old to the new. Let's pray. God, thank you for your new covenant, the sacrifice you made so that we could live in your freedom of grace and mercy. God, thank you for our dependency on you, that we are tethered to you, not to our inabilities. God, we love you, and we thank you for the power that comes from your Holy Spirit. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.